Welcome to Thinking Like a Lawyer with your hosts, Ellie Mistal and Joe Patrice, talking about legal news and pop culture, all while thinking like a lawyer, here on Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Above the Law's Think Like a Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. This is Ellie Mistal coming to you live from his mother's basement. I write for Above the Law, and I'm the managing editor of Above the Law Redline. This is Joe Patrice, also coming to you from New York, New York, but not in the same physical location as Ellie. I'm also an editor of Above the Law, and this show today is about us. It's a great little topic. Yes. Um, if you're listening to this, you have probably heard of Above the Law. Um, if you haven't, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. Um, Above the Law is, by acclamation, the largest um, legal website in uh, the country. Um, it might be in the world, but I'm not, I don't read Chinese very well. Um, so that we might be, uh, be out, outpaced um, in China. Um, just a little bit about Above the Law, if you're not aware. Um, it was started in 2006 by David Latt um, for our parent company, Breaking Media. Um, it's a law for lawyers, law students, judges. Um, we tried to stay away from substantive law because that's boring. Um, but everybody who works there used to be a lawyer, so we try to talk about things that lawyers care about, mainly who's making a lot of money, who's about to get fired, who just had sex with their secretary in that way that we all know about, um, and things of that nature. Um, so yes, it was started in 2006 by David Latt. I came on in two th- I Ellie came on in 2008. Um, I won a contest. So when you see that the commenters are sometimes aggressive and mean to me, remember they picked me. Um, they had six other choices, and I won their hearts and affections um, in 2008. Although, and this is where Joe comes in, um, that probably wouldn't have happened for me if not for uh, Joe Patrice back in the day. Um, he was still a lawyer then, but he helped me a lot during the contest. Joe, how did you? Uh, Actually get paid for your efforts. Yeah, no, they, back then you were, uh, as I recall, working on becoming the world's greatest Madden champion uh, because you weren't actually working. Uh, but you were, I believe, the first person I've ever heard of who found out that when you play Madden, when you get to the 30th season of franchise mode, it just stops. Just stops. I didn't know that happened. I didn't I know that so happened. Sad. I thought it went on forever. Yeah, so he was busy playing Madden and wanted to get a real job and not be a lawyer. And this opportunity for this contest came up. And I knew him from watching football with him. And I said, oh, yeah, no, you should do that. And he would bounce ideas off of me and we'd talk. And years later, when I finally reached the point where I was going to leave law, I thought, this blogging thing, I was pretty good at helping Ellie with it. Maybe maybe that's something I could do. You didn't want to play Madden? So I love Madden, but I did not want to get – I didn't want to hit that 30. I feel as though when you hit that 30 year and it turns off, that would be the zero point of the Holocaust for me. I would look at that and say, <laughs> now I'm, I'm, my, my life is bottomed out. So instead, I did something different. So a little background on me. I went to NYU Law School, and I worked at Cleary Gottlieb as a – litigator just generally, and then transitioned from that, I was doing a lot of white-collar defense, largely companies, and moved from that over to a white-collar boutique called Lankler, Siffert, and Wool, where I did more representing individuals in white-collar disputes and regulatory matters. And at the end of the uh, Sounds like a real Uh, exciting life there. It was. You know, it's it's not bad. Uh, 
But at the end of the day, I didn't love, love, love being a lawyer. It was just kind of a job. You're good at it and keep doing it. So when I had an opportunity to leave, I did and just kind of walked out, told them I'm going to go and did and started working on writing. And eventually that led me back to you all. Uh, I, my intention was not to go to above the law, really, but I wanted I didn't know where I wanted to go, but I wanted to write and you all welcomed we me. And you do. So here I am. Um, so Joe, why don't you, that's a little bit about us. Joe, why don't you tell them a little bit about um, what we're, why we're on their, uh, their iTunes right now? Yeah, so we were approached about making a podcast, and the Legal Talk Network folks had some ideas, and we're like, what can you do? And Ellie and I decided to address this with the same seriousness that we address most issues. So we went to a bar and started talking about whether or not what we would want to do on a talk show, and we realized that... Basically, what we do is write dick jokes about law firms on, on, the, on the internet, right? So we aren't really going to get into substantive law. And we also realize that there are a lot of great podcasts out there. Many of them, you know, if you just play around on this network, you can hear uh, several great ones. And they're all about things that are serious and law, and nobody wants to hear that from us. And the angle we decided to take was to do something on the way, on the whole concept that you hear from law school about thinking like a lawyer. And the way we approach that is we're going to have some experts on throughout the season who are going to be their real legal experts, luminaries. And we're going to talk to them about sometimes about what they're experts in, but a lot of times about stuff that is just dumb. We'll have people, we'll have people on who are experts in their field and we'll say, so let's talk about Star Wars or something along those lines, because we're just going to see how lawyers dissect what, you know, lowbrow pop culture topics we throw their way. If you read any of my writing, you know that I have a very complicated relationship with law school. One of the things that I truly believe about law school that it does do effectively is that it takes your brain, breaks it and rebuilds it in this lawyerly mode that kind of can ruin the rest of your life because once you've been through that ringer, everything that happens to you, everything that you see, you see through the eyes of a lawyer. Uh, my wife is also a lawyer, and I, and, but we met before we went to law school, and we joke now about how we can't even watch a freaking commercial together like normal people anymore. <laughs> Because you watch it, and after you've learned a little bit about false advertising, and the suddenly you actually look at the fine print on a stupid shell commercial. That is so true. <laughs> so we wanted to find a way to take that, that aspect of our lives um, and apply it writ large um, to things that aren't always legal, but you can't help but think of it in a slightly legal way because you've been through the law school training. That's what this podcast will be about. So there you go. All right, so that's a good time for a break. And then um, when we come back from the break, we will uh, talk a little bit more about let, – let, let you, the viewers, get to know us a little bit better. So before we move on to the next segment, we're going to take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsors. Sponsors. This is normally the time in our show where we have sponsors. And potentially that means that you could be a sponsor. Think Like a Lawyer is seeking sponsorships. So if you're interested in participating in our programming or would like more information about rates, please contact the team at Legal Talk Network at info at legaltalknetwork.com or go to their website at www.legaltalknetwork.com and click on Advertise. And we're back. 
back. I'm still Ali Mistal, but now I've changed into my above-the-law t-shirt so everybody knows who I am. Yeah, the frightening aspect of that is that you're suggesting that you weren't wearing a t-shirt earlier. I am suggesting that. Wow. That uh, is the uh, suggestion on the table. For, for everyone listening, I will assure you I've been fully clothed the entire podcast. In any event, we thought that since this is our first episode, you might want to know a little bit more about us. You might want to know a little bit more about how we think to see if you're going to like the personalities on display here. Um, and so in a very uh, standard fashion, um, we came up with a little questionnaire. Well, actually, we didn't come up with the questionnaire. Um, we decided to seal the questionnaire, uh, first pioneered by Bernard Pivot which everybody knows at this point I am talking about um, the guy from Inside, uh, what James Lipton uses on Inside the Actor Studio. So we thought it'd be a good idea to ask each other the uh, Inside the Actor Studio questions, because um, actually they're pretty good questions if you want to get to know somebody better, I think. This also is one of my favorite lawyer moments. I'm watching Inside the Act- Actor Studio. Um, they're asking Tom Hanks these questions, um, and they get to the, you know, what job would you hate doing most of all in the entire world? And Tom Hanks says, lawyer. Um, and James Lipton goes, why? And Hanks says, well, because it, it would just feel like I was doing somebody else's homework the entire time. And my wife almost starts crying. Like, she just, <laughs> that's actually my job is to do other people's homework. But at this point, I was, you know, playing Madden. So I was like, yep, sucks. <laughs> Good thing that we can pay our rent, though. Yeah, that, that is the useful aspect of it. All right. So, do you want to get going here? All right, Joe, I will ask you first. I will ask and you will receive. Fair enough. Question one, what is your favorite word? I've been thinking about this. I I think it's probably fair, or some variation of it, saying, I catch myself a lot. I use the phrases, that's fair, in all fairness, to be fair, over and over again. I don't know why that necessarily is, but I think it speaks to... I've a, I've an interest in making sure in all arguments, discussions, whatever that all the cards are on the table, kind of. So think I like a lawyer, like fair. Folks. It, fair. I think fair. It, yeah. Well, yeah. No. And actually, that's an excellent point. I wouldn't have thought about how much that was thinking like a lawyer, and yet it totally is. What is your least favorite word? Hmm. Hmm. Think. I can't really think of what it would be. It would be. Um, it's got to be something really per- – yeah, well, that, that would be a bad one. It's got to be something really pretentious, though, and I don't know what it would be. But so, I'm sure there's a word where it just signifies, oh, I'm so up my own. Yeah, it – I'm uh, glad you prepared for this. This is excellent. Well, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to – I didn't want to, like – I didn't want to have these be something where I bang them out, like, one, two, three. So I think I'm going to go with uh, – hmm – I'm going to go with... uh, Dead air is what I'm going to go with. Dead air. Actually, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, (laughs) we'll go with that. Question three. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally, sexually? I added that last one. Yeah, I I caught that. That was smooth. Uh, I go with other people, uh, and by that I mean I moved to New York now 16 years ago or so, and... Just my favorite thing to do, what inspires me to do anything, is to go out and meet lots of new people, hear their stories. Not just new, see the same people all the time, but in kind of a communal sit around and hear what's up with them, what they're interested in. That gets me thinking, so I would say other people. That's very bohemian of you. Okay, what turns you off then? 
the um, dark loneliness of your bower? I would say I would say it's eh, the the stuffy pretension stuff, which is one of the reasons why lawyering was always a problem for me. Like when we get to the point where we throw so much pretension on things and get all snooty that I I just feel uncomfortable in that. Hmm. That that yeah. that is a hard that's a hard uh, thing to get over. Um, if you're at especially you know like high big law firms, top boutiques, oh, yeah. like there's gonna be a lot of that around you. Yeah. What is your favorite it, it, curse no. word? I mean, it's got to be fucked to the extent that it's the Smurf of the cursing world. Like it can work with anything. The Smurf. Like of- Smurf. Oh yeah. Like, are you having a Smurfy day? Well, uh, no, it's a, yeah, you can you literally use fuck for everything. It, it's so versatile. That's fabulous. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, that's just kind of the, the murmur of a bunch of people. Like, if I feel like I'm in a crowd of people, like, I, I love that kind of energy. You love the din? That's, that's what you love? I do. Background I do. I, I, like, I like going into a place and hearing that background din. I know that that means people are there and are energetic and, yeah. Good Lord. What sound or noise do you hate? That is absolutely the, the exact opposite. I hate absolute silence because it's creepy as hell. Didn't you? Weren't you from Iowa? Is yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I, I lived there? in Iowa when I was really. Uh, it's not quite that bad, actually. No, it's not that. It's not that way at all because you hear crickets and there's all sorts of stuff like that. But no, like the pure silence is the part where you start you start halluc- audio hallucinating that things are out to get you. Oh, absolutely awful. Okay. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Race car driver. Really? Yeah, I, I used to... NASCAR used or Formula to, One? Oh, Formula One would be the best, obviously. But, uh, no, I used to race little cars around when I was uh, back in the Iowa days. That was a thing that you could do because there was that much room and we could tinker and get a go-kart going and stuff. I, I, it was always great, and doing that professionally would actually be a lot of fun. Until you died, as they do. Well, well, not not since Ayrton Senna has a Formula One driver died. That was a long time ago now. What profession would you not like to do, besides the one that you already did and decided not to do anymore? Yeah, I was, I was going to throw that one in. Um, yeah, what profession would I, if you're not going to go with lawyer, what would you not like to do? Uh, I feel as though there's feel as though it'd be airline pilot, and I say this because not that it's there's anything really wrong with it. I just feel like that's a lot of responsibility that I, I – a lot of responsibility for little things that I don't want on me. Aw. That's almost altruistic, almost, in a very weird way. Um, and, and finally – and, and you can't drink before getting on a plane, so. <laughs> and finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well, I guess, I guess this is a twofold one. If if God is a woman, I'd kind of like her to say, "Eh, I'd hit that." If <laughs> if if God if God's a man, though, I, I would have to say I would just really like the assurance that no one from Time Warner is there. <laughs> you can right, get so in let's go through- sometime in the ne- between two and six in the next five weeks. Yeah, I would hope that's the way in which they work, they treat them, yeah. All right, so let's go through this with you. Favorite word? Huh, I mean, yes. I like when people say yes. Interesting. Especially to Interesting. me. Interesting. 
I, I feel like we're going to get a, a, a nice little slice of narcissism as we go through this. Question two, what's your least favorite word? I, don't, I, I actually, I was making fun of you for struggling with this, but I struggle with this too just, just because they're words. I don't, yeah. I, I, I find it difficult to ascribe, you know, feelings or motives behind words. So I don't know, like I, I f- anything fecal, like I, I, that's not my humor. I'm not. I have a potty mouth, but that not in that kind of way. So any kind of fecal humor, fecal stuff, I'm not. I, I don't like any of that. It's, it grows. It's, it's a fair one. It's icky to me. All right. Question three: What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I, I don't. That's such a. I like laughing. I like again generally when it's people laughing at me or with me. Um, but you know, if I hear laughter, if I hear you know just that kind of. Be, being in an environment where funny people are being funny and trying to be funny, like that's that's kind of what I'm going for. I would have worked. I would have really enjoyed. So you know, one of my during my Madden days, I I tried out for the uh, Daily Show, um, and I got to the round where they like put you in the room, um, and you just have to compete to write a show. It's very hard, and I I was terrible at it. I obviously didn't get the job um, or make it further. Um, but being in a room like that with that kind of energy, like that was really fun. What turns you off? Oh, uh, Republicans. Just all of them at any... As far as I know, I've never kissed a Republican. Like, I just... No, I, I'm not down with that. It makes me sad. Yeah. Oh. What is your favorite curse word? Unreliable asshole. Interesting. <laughs> Story behind this? It's just the guy in The Shining. It just... First of all, the guy in The Shining is like the... For my youth, it was like one of the top ten black men ever, right? Like for for depictions Scat of black men, if you're going to be black in the in the white man's world, like roll like that. That was awesome. So, yeah, you know, I, I liked his I liked his style. I liked his room, um, and I liked his general take on white people, which was unreliable assholes. Scatman Crothers, I believe you're talking yes. about, right? Yes. Yep. See, I got the I got the movie movie trivia down. <laughs> okay. Question six, what sound or noise do you love? Yeah, I mean, this is straight narcissism, but it's true. My yeah. own voice. I just, it's, I do what I do a lot to hear my own voice. I, people will accuse me of talking just because I like to hear the you know, sound of my own voice. I say yes. Like, I like how I sound. Well, Sorry. Question seven, what sound or noise do you hate? My father's voice. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Question I've always done eight. something wrong. Yeah. I've always been... My father's voice is never encouraging. <laughs> Question eight, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Center field or Mets. Attempt might be the wrong word. Like, I, I, I would like to be good at it. Oh, because I, I thought you were choosing the Mets just because the word attempt is what they're trying to do with baseball. <laughs> is inherent in the position, exactly. Yeah. Every Met is just attempting to do, no, but I, I would love to have been, uh, of all the sports, Baseball isn't the one that I necessarily watch the most anymore, but it's my favorite. So I, I, I would have loved to be a professional, professional ball player. That seems like a, a great life. So, what profession would you not like to do? Again, it's hard when you when you take out the profession that I did and then stop doing. <laughs> um, you know, at this point in my life, I would really go with politician, which is interesting to me because when I, you know, I was a political science major in college and. I, at some point in my life, really thought that I was going to go into politics, but it's terrible and 
all of it. Like the asking for money constantly is terrible. The the compromises that you have to make, the the BS that you have to say. Um, there's nothing about it that I that I find appealing anymore. You know, I look at Obama, and I you know I'm I'm a fan of Obama, but just like I couldn't do that. I, I wouldn't want to do, do what he does. Just people crapping on you all the time and having a smile. Uh, no. Question 10, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh my God, answer. I'll take that. That's all I need. You're setting the, you're setting the bar fairly low, That's huh? all I need. You, you can stay. Woo! I win. Yeah. Wow, fa- how did I get enough. through all 10? I'm, uh, now I'm sad. I got through all 10 questions and none of the answers were had anything to do with my family. Aw. Yeah, well, no, your, your dad. Oh, well. <laughs> With the good parts of my family. <laughs> Aw. So, think that think that means we've reached the end of our show for today. Uh, <laughs> Why not? Before we go further down uh, psychoanalysis lane, so thanks for uh, for thanks for doing this, Ellie. It was fun. For all you listeners who would like more information about what you've heard today, please visit www.legaltalknetwork.com. You can also Read all of the stuff that we're writing at both AboveTheLaw.com, for me in particular, and ATLRedline.com for stuff that Ellie's working on. As for this podcast, you can follow it on iTunes to get the latest updates. You can also follow the RSS feed. We have Twitter, Facebook. We're, we're, we're ready. Just reach out. You can, you can join our social world. Be a part of the DIN. Exactly. Be a part of the din that makes me all so happy. All right. So thanks for listening. Join us next time for another great episode of Above the Law's Think Like a Lawyer. Have a nice one, guys. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can also find us at AboveTheLaw.com, ATLRedline.com, iTunes, RSS, Twitter, and Facebook. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. 